this is what I know about you. The thing that feeds you, and it's the same thing that feeds me, and it's the same thing that feeds Joe or Bob or any, you know, any of my artistic friends is McDonald's. It's totally McDonald's and it's yeah. the fries. It's totally the, it fries. the fries. No, yeah. it's it's being in a room with other really creative and interesting people. One of the things I thought was really fun, and I you know, it was the last time I was in Chicago. Yeah. When we did that book reading, and yeah. you're you just came to life. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe send and listen to it. <laughs> This drops on New Year's Day. It's the first day of 2020 fucking four. Happy, happy New Year, Don. No, it's the thing is, I, and I'm thrilled. The thing is, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing because I wrote this uh, both uh, on my Substack and on, on Literate is that, you know, it's like, what's the word? What's the word of the year? You know, because like, uh, what, what was yeah. it? Riz. Oh, the dictionary does that, yeah. And, and authentic was it? No, no, no. The word of the year for the world, <clears throat> uncertainty. It's uncertainty. uncertainty. Yeah, we is don't know. Is word or is this like the official? No, this, this, like, is, this is my official. For, okay. this, this is my official Don word gotcha. for the world is okay. uncertainty. We don't know what the fuck's going on. We don't know if Trump's going to get prosecuted, if he gets prosecuted and jailed, and he gets elected, what the fuck. We don't know what's <laughs> going to happen in Israel and the Gaza Strip. We don't know what's going to happen in Ukraine. We don't know if the economy, we, but Hunter Biden, we don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty. And, and like you said, 2024, it's an election year. This is an election year in a lot of other countries, too. This is crazy. It's uncertain. For me personally, my word for 2024 is reclaim. Okay. Because Tell what I'm what that. I'm doing, well, what I'm doing is, uh, you know, it's one of the things my dad. I, I don't even know if I said this on the podcast or not, but uh, my dad asked me if uh, if going back to Chicago was uh, like another reinvention. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is another reinvention, because I've reinvented myself a number of times over the years. And I said, no, I don't think this is a reinvention. I think this is a reclamation, meaning that. <clears throat> And the way I put it in, in some other writing that I haven't put out yet is that, you know, I thought I was going to die when I was 45. I mean, I, I was convinced maybe from the time, I don't know how long, but pr- like from the time when I was in my twenties, I was completely convinced at 45, that's it. I'm done. Why and then I don't know. I have zero explanation for it other than for some reason for like, 25 years, I completely believed, you know, like, totally you, believed I was going to die on my 46th birthday. You know what's fucked up is I thought when I turned 14, I was kind of surprised by it. I thought that 13 would be, not that I would die, but just like. But you're a man. But there's you're no. You're Jewish. You're a man. After, like, 13 is the. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It was. I can't explain it. I've thought about this a case, lot yeah. over the over the years, you know, over the thirty oh my god, mm-hmm. thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, we're old. <laughs> holy shit. I'm way older, but um, yeah. 
And I don't, I don't know why I felt that way. Like, oh my God, I'm 14. I didn't think I would ever be 14. I don't know why. Just a thing. Yeah. So I, what, the, the what thing made is, you at yeah. 25, what made you go, oh, I'm probably going to live past 45? Well, the thing is, I well, no, I never thought I was going to live past 45. I, I mean, I Until literally did. And then all of a sudden on my 46th birthday, I realized, hmm. oh, fuck. I thought you and said I, you, know, I kind of years, felt, you were convinced you were going to die at 45 and then you no longer were. I was. I, I was convinced, and then I turned 46, and I went, oh, I'm not dying. What the fuck just happened? Okay. And all of a sudden, and the way I put it in a piece I wrote years ago, around that time, was sort of like Sarah Connor at the end of uh, mm-hmm. the Terminator 2, mm-hmm. where it's yeah. like, okay, now we're driving down the highway, and I don't know what the fuck's coming. I've known what was coming for all this other time, and now I have zero idea what the fuck's coming. Yeah. And... At 58, I recognized that I spent 13 years. There are some things. I'm not going to say that it was a waste. But in terms of what I did, the major things I did with my life was I spent four years with Alice Kim, who did not like me and made me feel small. And uh, while the sex was amazing, it was a terrible relationship. Got out of that. And then I jumped in. and And that turned out to be a horrifying mess. You know? And so... When I say reclamation, what I'm basically saying is I don't want to reinvent myself. I would like to reclaim who I was before I met Alice Kim. I would like to reclaim who I was when I was 45, as if not to erase, yeah. not to erase those 13 years, but I really liked myself at 45. I liked what I was doing. Hopefully, um, I'll have some more humility. I think I do. Um, I, I <laughs> because. I mean, as as my mother had, mother and I have laughed about is like the reason I shouldn't get married again is because it's gotten worse every time. Every time I've gotten married, it's gotten worse. So I'm really not on a track for better. The next woman is going to be a fucking you know she's going to be a fat hair lip serial killer. I just can't do it. Well, hey man, that'll give you a book or three. Well, yeah, but I you know what I already wrote yourself. I already wrote the book as an author. I already wrote the book. So yeah, so that's my word for myself is reclaim. I think uncertainty is the word for the world. Uh, what are your thoughts? Good. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I want I want to warn you on mm-hmm. reclaiming who you were at 45. Okay. I have and I think I've told you about this. Cuz you're 45. I mean I'm I'm a I will be 45 in May. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're almost. I I haven't done this in a long time, but there was a period of time where I would, when life would get complicated and I didn't know where I was. This was a lot like in my twenties, like those formative years, you have to make these big decisions that you think are going to, and they do, you know, impact the rest of your life. Absolutely. To some degree, every decision we make impacts the rest of our life, whatever. Carpe diem sees it in, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But I would take, you remember those back in the days of paper? Oh, David, stop sounding so old. Back when dinosaurs would dr- drive us to school and... Remember who you're talking to. I learned I how know. to do math Just... on a slide rule. Shut up. Yeah. But those desk calendars that would sit on your desk, they would be like I a desk still, pad. I still have those. Okay. So I would take like last month and I would rip it open, you know, rip yeah. it off. And I would, on the back side that was blank, I would put my name in the middle, D-I-H in the middle, circle it. And then I would start mapping out moments, decisions, things that brought me to here to figure out how do I get, how did I get where I'm at and how do I get where I want to go? What can I find like to go back to? 
Like, oh wow, it's kind of it's kind of like my birthday lessons that I've been doing since yeah. I was thirteen. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's actually I didn't so, never said that. That's the first time I've heard you say this. Cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we obviously know that there's value to that, but reclaiming who you were before can be a uh, it it can be dangerous. It can be a slippery slope to. to to not good thing to, to stumping yourself to stalling out because I think that for a, a lot of time recently in the recent years I was trying to reclaim who I was at 25 but like over yeah, but, reclaiming but, but, but when you, you know? were 25 you were 25 which means you were a complete douche and when I was 40, 45 the only thing that made me a douche was I was a little bit full of myself no question okay all right you know, the just, thing is, no, the thing is careful not to like, I'm no, going to be 45. Again. No, 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 no. I'm not looking to be, yeah, I'm not looking to be younger. That's not what I mean when I say I'm reclaiming myself. What I'm reclaiming is there was a period before I met Alice and certainly before I married Dana, where I actually felt pretty good about myself. I mean, I was, you well, know, I mean, at, you know, at 20, and, 22, 25, I felt really good about myself. Well, I liked where I was, where I was doing. I, I liked where I, I was going. I liked I was, the opportunities I was finding myself in and seizing. And, well, the thing is at 45, I was, I had recently lost 80 pounds, like within mm-hmm. three years. Um, was I was around then? No, I actually I had to do, so. how did you, it's, cr- how did you it's, that? it's that crazy thing. I know this is nuts. I'm sorry. It's just crazy. Where like, like you, Je- Jenny Craig? No, or no, no, where you, where you work out and oh. eat less. I, I just, cr- it's fucking nuts. What? I don't know. Well, okay. see the thing, I, the thing about it is, is I, under- I don't understand no, that at all. I, I understand why that's a confusing concept because it did actually take me a year and a half to lose the 80 pounds as well, opposed to like, long. that's way. Yeah, too exactly. Long. Yeah. There's a, there's an impatient, there's an instant I mean, gratification. At thing least going one bathing suit season in that. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, and well, there was no Instagram back there, so I didn't care. Um, oh, okay. No, but uh, that's the thing is when I say I want to reclaim who I was when I was 45, I don't want to be like I was when I was 45. I want to feel mm. yeah. less beaten up. I mean, the last 13 yeah. years, I can say for when it, when it comes to, and the thing is, I don't know if I will ever regain or reclaim, uh, that trust in new people, specifically them's those, women. Them's those Marley chains. Yeah. Man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever trust women again. Um, and I don't know if that's, you know, whatever, that's not anything I'm going to cry about, but, uh, I would like to feel good in my skin. I would like to walk through the streets of Chicago feeling not, this is the thing that I've discovered in spending a year and a half with my family. And we're specifically looking at both my dad and my mom. And there's an interesting trajectory with the two of them. Cause when I got here a year ago, September, I was told by dad's doctor that he wasn't going to last it. Yeah. It was a year ago, September. That's it. Yeah. Feels longer. When did Dana happen? Spring of 21? No, spring of, it was, it was Easter of 2022. It's 2022. Okay. Yeah. Easter of 2022. Jesus. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, that's, that's the thing. It hasn't been two years yet since Dana and I got divorced. And you moved out there in February of 19. I know. I moved out there in September 
of no, you 20. moved to Vegas. You moved to oh, Vegas in yeah. February of 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. February of 19, yeah, yeah. Jesus, okay, yeah. Yeah, well, I think... I anyway, think hold on, hold on. I just want to, oh, yeah, I just, yeah, I yeah. want to point this out, is that when I yeah. got here that September, part of the reason, and, and I don't know if you remember this, but part one of the things I was thinking about was like, what am I going to fucking do once I get done with this lease in Vegas and get the fuck away from Dana? And one idea I thought about was just couch surfing for a year. Yeah. I totally could have done that. Uh, But, but what really convinced me to come to Wichita, not even knowing how much I needed to just have a place that was safe and quiet and had very little expectation of me was the fact that I talked to my dad's doctor. My dad's doctor said he didn't think my dad was going to make it through that Christmas, you know? And on the other hand, when I got here, my mom had given up. My mom was a fucking zombie. She'd been the sole caregiver for a man with multiple cancers who had given up on doing anything to improve his situation. And that's what my dad did. My dad was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to do, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to die. Except he didn't. And so my mom was on the hook. And so when I got there, he was zoned out. She had no social life. She didn't, she was in as bad a shape as I was. Yeah. For completely different circumstances. And what I've what I've noticed in the year and a half that I've been here is that my mom, she and I really healed each other, where you know, yeah. she knew I needed I needed some support and I knew she needed some support. And we gave each other that. And yeah. she kind of came out of her stupor around the same time I started to for different reasons. And she started doing things for herself. She started doing Pilates and and saying, fuck this. And part of that was because I was there to help and take dad, you know, well, the benefit is that because my mom wasn't just waiting on him hand and foot, he had to do things for himself. Consequently, he isn't, while he's not like physically better, he's in better shape by a long shot from when I got here. And I, that's what in, in reclaiming, it's like, okay, so I'm, I am, I don't know if we've even talked about this. I don't even know, but I am definitely going back to Chicago in March. And, uh, I've, I, I've been hired by the millennium park guys again. So I'm doing that again. But, uh, in that process, I'm thinking, okay, so who do I want to be when I get to Chicago? And part of it is I want to be, I want to, I want to do the creative shit that I like to do. Yeah. I know, I know I've got some, some plans for some changes that I want to do. We can talk about, but in terms of the reclamation, I want to reclaim my home, which is mm-hmm. Chicago. I want to reclaim my sense of self mm-hmm. and maybe not. So, you know, again, one of the things I recognize that I don't want to return to is I don't want to be, you know, this, 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 this medium sized fish in this storytelling WB Easy Pond. I have zero interest in that shit anymore. But you, I want to be able to. You were not a medium-sized fish. You were a big fish. Okay, fine. You know, but, I mean, but you see, know, there's but, your humility. Look how you've grown. But I don't. But I don't want to be I, that anymore. That stuff doesn't matter to me anymore. I want to just. I want to enjoy the city. I want to be in the same city with my best friends. I want to enjoy the fucking food. I want to have things to do. Being in Wichita for a year and a half has really given me an appreciation for what I left behind. And also the realization that even Las Vegas wasn't big enough for me. Yeah. I mean, Las Vegas is a, it's a tiny, it's town. a big, it's a big town, but it's a small town. Yeah. And it, it's sort of like if, if, if Wichita had neon, 
and yeah. and a lot of prostitution, it might be Vegas, but it's not. So, I think that's good for you, and I think that that's right. I think that that it sounds, you know, thoughtful and planned and and good. Okay, I think for me, I agree with you that the word for the world is uncertainty, and I just want the world to be like I want the world to agree because the certainty that people have on shit around things that are completely uncertain. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if certainty is even a... Certainty is a thing. It does exist. There are things that are absolutely certain. You know, it is certain that I love my boys. I'm, yeah. It is certain that they love me. Even though Harry will say sometimes, I don't love you, Dad. I don't like you. You know, but fuck off. Whatever. If you told old. him no. It's because you told yeah. him no. It's because I told him no, because I mean, because I, it's like you have to go to bed. It's nine o'clock. I hate you. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so I agree with that. I think the word for me is the, the essence is one-to-one with your reclamation. But for me, the word isn't reclaim. The word is balance. Okay. I want to, I, I also want to feel... I want more confidence. I want to feel. Um, I want to feel comfortable in my skin again. I want to feel like my skin actually belongs on me, and I haven't felt that way in a while. I haven't felt comfortable in my own skin. I haven't felt comfortable with the things that surround my skin. It's just been a weird. It's been a weird time lately, and so, yeah. Tell me about that. So what? I, okay, without getting into specifics. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, I mean, yeah, you know, the, I mean, it goes back, I think it, it begins at, at tw- let's just call it 2020. You know, I got a new job and then COVID happened and the new job, like everything changed. And I was trying to figure out the culture of things and figure out the new job with, you know, being at home. And it was just, it was just strange. And I think, and I've not. I sometimes feel like I haven't quite found my footing in what my, how to do my job. <laughs> sometimes I feel that way. Um, Seriously. So you're like, yeah. this is three years in and you're still feeling that I mean, sort of, uh, yeah. it'll, that, that, it'll, what, what, what do they call it? They call it the, uh, imposter syndrome. That's what it is. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. There is a bit of that sometimes, but I also think part of that is connected to other things in my life that are going on. I think that, you know, understanding fatherhood and parenting with um with katie and you know it just got to a point like where i'm i'm just unsure about how to do what i need to do to do the things that i want to do make those things happen um you know i've been saying this for four years i want to write more i want to i want more time to be creatively outside of work Creative well, and and, and I think my own it, shit. and one of the things along those lines, creatively it's empowered my own shit. Well, it's it's it's, and, it's an, and it's an interesting thing because one of the things uh, that I've thought about uh, about coming back to Chicago is, and I, what it reminds me of is uh, for a long time with WDP with WDP Theater, it wasn't that I was the best actor or director, certainly not the best best writer. But what I had was I was that guy that drove everybody else to to do great drove, stuff. Yeah, you were the. That's engine. what I do. I'm the engine, and 
it feels like, it, it, especially with you and I with Literate Aid, I think it's going to be really helpful to you and to I, me for I'm me to be back that. in yeah. Chicago because yeah. because because I I can't the thing about it is I've been sitting here for a year and a half in Wichita and I will admit um, I resisted I resisted being proactive here I, I, I and part of it was because and I'm kind of trying to I'm writing a piece right now kind of it's called reframing Wichita but I'm trying to find a better way of looking at this place because. What was nice about this place was that there was a nothing to do um, and b no expectations for me to do anything. And I guess I kind of needed that because what I'm excited about coming to Chicago is I want there are things that I've been hungry to do for like the last couple of years, maybe even since I left Chicago, let's be honest, because I couldn't do those things in Vegas. I tried. You know, I tried to do yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I made the attempt, but uh, it's just that there's something about Chicago. It is my home. I lived there for thirty fucking years, which is longer than I've lived any place in my life. I'm gonna die there. That's just my conviction. I won't be, you know, I'm, you know, I'm gonna live. But my goal, one of the things I learned in this year was the only way to live your life is to assume you're never gonna die. Knowing that you're going to die and preparing to die, yeah. you might as well just be fucking dead. So it's like, all right, so well, I'm going like to go to Chicago. Said, and, you know, if I haven't died yet, I never will. Yeah. And that's kind of, I, I have to look at it that way. But that's the thing is I've got some, some real things that I'm excited about. And I think um, if there's anything that I can help and provide for you is some of that driving force. It's like, yeah, yes. come on, come on, get off your ass. We got shit to do. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's not. There's a big part of it that is get off your ass, David. And I but want to get away from that. Like without Don, like just forget Don. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to do that but by yourself. My balance but... is I want to be able to feel what I feel and feel that no matter what it is, that it's okay. Because it's been yeah. a lot of like, I shouldn't feel angry. I shouldn't feel depressed. Or I shouldn't you feel, should feel, feel whatever like, you but feel. I also do your thing. As depressed as I might get. Yeah. And I do like we know this. Like I, I get fucking depressed, and I bum out for a bit, and then I spring back up. But I've been, I lately it's been harder and harder to spring back to it. So I want that balance. Like, dude, if I'm gonna get depressed, fine, fuck it, live in it. It's great. I'm mopey. I just want to, dude, dude. Drink when and, you, when and, I'm in, you know. when I'm in Chicago, but, here's the thing. I have a, I have on my right hand, on my right hand. Yeah. I have this big old fucking thumb. And you when you get all depressed, ass. I'm going to shove this thumb right up your well, fucking no. ass. But here's the thing. Is I, <laughs> is I, I want to feel that, yeah. but then I want to be able to come back and balance it out well, because it's going to happen. The thing that feeds the you, thing, this is what I know about you. The thing that feeds you, and it's the same thing that feeds me, and it's the same thing that feeds Joe or Bob or any you know any of my artistic friends, is McDonald's. it's totally McDonald's and it's yeah. the fries. It's totally the price. No, yeah. it's it's being in a room with other really creative and interesting people. One of the things I thought was really fun, and I you know, it was the last time I was in Chicago. Yeah, when we did that book reading, and yeah. you you just came to life. It was like it, 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 it just you could see the energy in you. It was just so much fun. We had MJ, we had uh, Heather, we had Joe. MT. 
And we had MT, MT. Sorry, I don't Michael MT. Jackson was not there. He was there, and he fondled my balls. I mean, in, in spirit, I'm a little old for him, but whatever. But no, that thing is we had we had, and, and then and then the room was full of really creative and interesting people, yeah. except for John Paul, who was not all right talented or interesting. But hey, anyway, hey 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 hey, reclaim the goodness. Okay, let's. Hey, it can't all be reclaimed. All right. Well, All right. yeah, but, but anyway, but, but but I but I watched you in that room on that stage with that literate banner behind you, and you could see how much you were enjoying yourself. And if there's yeah. anything that we can do together, that's a thing. You know, I know, I know, I know, we're doing Bug House out of the fucking gate, motherfucker. I know there are, there are things that I'm going to do in my life this year that will allow me to have more balance, to be more balanced, to be um kinder to myself um to lean into that creative side that i don't get to do um as much because of a thousand reasons work kids marriage eh, whatever but like this year is about balancing it all out being a really good dad being a good you know partner to katie as we raise the kids being a good worker at august jackson being a good co-editor and co whatever the fuck else we are yeah whatever we do being a good creative and but just like balancing all those things out and really it's it's living so i wrote one of the things i did with my therapist a little bit ago was i i had to like reassess kind of like the mapping out that i was talking about earlier yeah 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 like all right let's what are my values i've never really thought about what my values are and here's what i wrote down Oh, that's great. My values, in no particular order. I just wrote them down as I thought about them. Acceptance. Okay. Forgiveness. Understanding. Now. Curiosity. Wow. Friend and family relationships. Balance of social and solitude. Emotional balance. So again, like that whole, like, I'm depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm I'm fine. Okay. Um, Adventure. And artistry, creativity. Wow, those See, are the th- things that you I have am a lot. For. The thing is, you have because I've done the value thing on my own. I don't have a therapist. Uh, the world is my fucking therapist. Uh, but I've done the same thing where it's like where it's like, all right, so what do you value? And 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 mine pretty much, I want to say, just lands on three things. Okay, like three things that I find inspiring or excited that I have the highest value for creativity. Honestly, honesty, sorry. Mm. And loyalty. Those are the things that I value. The, those are the three things. If I had to just like boil it down, cause you've got a really good, like a seriously good list. My list is real short, real simple. And maybe that's the Gen X, the older Gen X in me, but whatever. I, I, I value, Thank you for the, that, by the way, yeah, the, th- the highest thing that I value, the thing that I value the most, really, that I value the most is creativity, even the face of failure, creativity. Yeah. Honesty is next. And that goes to play in creativity and yeah. loyalty. Those are the things that I yeah. want to give. And those are the things that I expect back. And so that's yeah. those yeah, those are my values, yeah. I'm I'm excited am I excited for the here's the thing is I'm excited for the opportunity that I have to 
really like sink my teeth into these values and hold myself to them and hold other people to them. And if these other people aren't going to be on board with it, you know, fuck it. But that's what friends are. Like you're not which, which, somebody. Would you call these New Year's resolutions? Or because that's the thing is I don't no. believe. Yeah, no. I don't believe in I, resolutions. Look, I wrote this. Down. I like to set goals I and not resolutions. My values is a post-it note. It says, okay. live my values. The next post-it note is my and what my values are. And this is mm -hmm. as of November 20th, 2023, which is a month and a half before New Year's resolutions. No, yeah, yeah, not yeah. New Year's resolution. No. Um, I, I, so what was I saying? Oh, the, like, I'm excited for the year. I'm excited to do all this stuff. What I'm not excited for the year, and this is part of the balance. Like, okay, yeah. it's okay to feel... <laughs> to feel the dread of the election shit that is going mm. to be exhausting. This Trump shit. He's off the ballot in Colorado. It's, He's back dude, on the ballot in Colorado. It's Lord only nah, it's uh, only exhaust it's only exhausting if you allow it to be exhausting. This is what I've kind of well, discovered is he, here's the thing is something my therapist said to me, and this is why I keep going to him, buddy, because you're missing these fucking pitches, you know. Okay. He said be satisfied with life, even. What does it say? What I, I've got it written here. Uh, be, oh, satisfied, he wrote it. be satisfied with life, even with the way you don't want to feel. It's like I don't want to feel dread about twenty twenty four and the election. What, and what it's going to bring. What's your therapist's name? What's your therapist's name? I'm not sharing that. Give him a pseudonym. Give him a pseudonym. Carl. Okay, we're gonna say Carl's wrong. Carl's no. wrong. No no, 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 Carl's no. wrong. Do not be satisfied with life. Do not ever be satisfied with life because anybody here, here's one of the lessons that I learned okay, in, I in my okay. 58th year. Security and comfort, satisfaction is the safe room for complacency. The only Agreed. thing that pushes you beyond that moment in time is the dissatisfaction with that moment in time. Do not be satisfied with life. Always be dissatisfied with life. I Carl's 100%, wrong. I Carl's full of shit. I 100% agree with you. When I get and to I, Chicago, I, Carl and I are going to have a conversation. We're going to have a long talk. I pop, you know, Hope Idiotic got published, and, I was, and everyone's like, congratulations. And I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking care. What's the next thing? You know, when Enter the Mollusk came out, I don't care. What's the next thing? I, if I were to ever win an Oscar or an Emmy or some like the awards, you know, that people remember sure. that like is in the first line of your fucking obituary, I would, let's just say that I'm at Oscar night and after Will Smith punched the shit out of me, I won a fucking award for best writer, whatever. I would be like, this is fucking great. What a fucking night. The next morning, it's like, all right, what's the next thing? Am I going to try and win an Oscar again? I don't care. What's the next thing? I've always right. been that way. I think what I take this as, okay, it's, it's, look, man, it's part of the balance. Look, I feel this way. This is an unex. I, I'm not happy with the outcome of what has happened, but it's it's what's there. I gotta yeah. fucking deal with it. And that's not the same as being satisfied with it. It is okay. learn from it. it. It is don't beat yourself up Fine. over it. I will bring but that's a different word. It's a different word. I will bring word. up with Carl and readdress it because how I've been taking it, and you're right, Like the semantics matter a lot in this. They do matter a lot. And I will, I will take it up with Carl when I talk to him on Wednesday. Uh, but, but everything you just said, yes. Because like, so much of what has happened in the last couple of years, I've been like, well, this is not fucking okay. 
and then I sit and stew and how it's not okay and this is not what I want for my life and and that just that you sink down into exactly. the depths of well, the mucky shit. And 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 that's the thing is maybe I'm maybe I'm conflating satisfaction with acceptance. Yeah, don't accept it. Just be like, well, this I don't accept it. I'm satisfied yeah. that something happened, and now I need to fucking not sink into the shit, but step out of the shit before it ruins my fucking shoes and my socks and then my pants. To backtrack, and my shirt. to backtrack, I just want to point out: even if I win an Oscar or a, or a Congressional Medal of Honor, anything, I only want one thing in my in my obituary. I only really want one thing in my Please obituary. Don't make a blackface joke. No, it's not a blackface. I just want Thank you. he was useful. That's all I want. Yeah. That's all I want. Because if there's a difference between me at 45 yeah. and me going forward is what I've realized is, I don't, I, I, yeah, sure, accolades are fine. Sure, self-importance has its place. But really, if there's anything Wichita has taught me in the last year and a half is that I am I am the most happy when I am useful to others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a great lesson to have learned and a great thing to, it's not a resolution, but it is just sort of like a general principle that I would like to move forward with. So you don't do resolutions. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> I I guess I do Yom Kippur. You know, like I, I do okay. the, the Jewish New Year thing. The Day like, of Atonement, right. yeah. It's, but I, I mean, I do resolutions every, every day. It's well, the thing is my resolutions are lose some weight, pay off your credit card debt. That shit. I remind myself on a regular basis. I don't need to make a resolve on the beginning of a new year to do the same shit that I'm constantly reminding me. What I do is I set goals and the goals align with what whatever like from i've got two goals i mean i've got plenty of goals but i've got two very specific goals for 2024 one goal one goal is hey you know while i was in wichita i published two fucking books yeah and i and i and and for my for my money um it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks i think they're pretty good books i like them i enjoy both books i think they're for different reasons i like both books yeah so yeah. for 2024, I want to publish two more. Okay. That's a goal. It's not a resolution. If I don't make it, eh, whatever. But I'm gonna but I'm I'm focused on that. The other thing that I want to do is I want to go to culinary goal, school. You could make that goal in the middle of May. Exactly. It doesn't matter. But but to me, I can say in 2023, that year, that 365 day period, I published yeah. two books. So in the 365 days that I have of 2024, oh, in 2024 I want to publish in 66. Yeah, well there you go. So I want I want to publish so two books. You can and do the other three things, books. You got that extra yeah, day. I got the extra day. And then the three the the, the second thing that I know I'm going to do, and, and again it's about being of use in its own way, is that I realized uh, in Wichita how much I love cooking for people, not for me. Yeah. How much I love to cook for my family. Yeah. And so I was telling I'm, Katie about this and she was I'm going really, to culinary school. Like, impressed and surprised and happy about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm gonna go to fucking culinary school because I love to do this, but I was watching um I've I've been watching a lot of sort of like uh 
cooking shows, not like best baker, but like you know, the challenges, you know, all this kind of stuff. And these high end challenges and ooh. Let me make a recommendation, top chef recommendation real quick. Hold, hold on, I just, just want to tell quick. you. Just real okay, quick. Go. Yeah, 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 go. Watch go, beyond the, the competitions one, the yeah, competition yeah. ones. Like, watch the Food Network. Like, what? Oh, shit. What is I'm, it? I, I had it and it just escaped me. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a list of just like cooking shows where it's just like, you know, like the Gloria. Gloria. Yeah, the Julia, Gloria. The Julia Child stuff. Yeah, I've been watching old cooking. Julia. Ch- I've been watching some of that. I've been watching some Those of that. Are, I love it. Like, where it's just like. I love it. Here's like how you cook stuff. Like, I'm making this for my family. It's my son's yeah. birthday. We're doing this well, thing. What's the really been inspired from that? Yeah, the thing that I'm really too. inspired Without by tension of a competition. Yeah. No, the thing I like about the competition, and this is what I like about it, is and I, it, it's refining, uh, it's refining what I value in the cooking. This is a crazy thing. I never thought this way, but it's like okay, so I love cooking for my family, and so I'm watching all these high end cooking shows, and they're cooking for. You know, they're cooking for high-end five-star restaurants. It's 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 all about precision and presentation. And you know, there's this 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 real focus on that. And I and I appreciate the artistry behind all of that. I, I, I genuinely appreciate the artistry behind it. But what I've realized is what I want to learn, what I what you know, it's like, okay, if I'm doing a five-star restaurant, that kind of thing, what I want to learn is I want to learn how to cook better food for my family. So when I get to Chicago, um, my plan is to go to Kendall College and get a culinary license. I'm going to learn the technique. I just got to share this with you. This is the funniest fucking thing ever. Um, For Christmas Day, um, my sister requested, uh, my niece had her birthday, and she requested Bidia beef tacos. And I didn't know what the fuck that was, but she said she'd had them in Wichita at a place called TJ's Tacos. Well, what Bidia Beef Tacos is, is basically it's slow braised beef. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a big ground chuck steak. It's uh, short ribs, that kind of thing. So I went, to, I went to TJ's and I had their Bidia Beef Tacos and they were subpar. And I immediately, upon eating them, went, I can do better than this. Yeah, that was the first thought. They were fine. I can do better than this. So I went. I made and I did. I made them better. And my niece, who loves those tacos, went. Oh my god! My sister was to the point where she was literally taking the tacos and putting them in her purse because she was afraid. Because she was afraid there wouldn't be any for her to take home. And I went to her. I said, "You don't have to. I'll. I'll. Yeah, I'll give you leftovers." Her purse. Well, because she didn't think was she, she was going to have any tinfoil or something. Or no, it was like, like in in a in a paper towel, just put in her purse. I said, "Don't do that." I said, "I will prepare you leftovers." Because she man, loved all, them so with much. All due respect, I gotta say this with all due respect. That <laughs> yeah. is some white trash fucking shit. Well, right yeah. I, who, hey, who you know? Who I, are you talking to? Anyway, she was like, and so she calls it butter beef because she thinks it's so delicious that it's like yeah. butter. Great. Yeah. So so anyway, so uh, I love that. Uh, I love that so much. Yeah, it was just so funny because she loves it. My sister is very picky about food, so I love. So what I realized I was buy that at all. If she's shoving the thing that she thinks is butter no, no. into her purse with a paper, no, towel, trust me. I've watched. I've watched. Her, I, no, no. I've watched her eat. She she's very picky about what she likes and what she doesn't like. She's very critical, and apparently she loves everything I cook. So. 
what I realized was, what do I want to learn well, from I, Kindle College? Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. What do I want to learn from Kindle College? I want to learn how to cook higher-end food that my family will love. I don't give a fuck about like some high-end five. Then I just got to show you this. It's so funny you were talking about like watching cookie shows. I realized when I was making the beer, because they wanted the berry beef and I did pull pork. And I don't know how to fucking cook it. Chop an onion. I don't know how to dice an onion. Cho- I was just going to say, I, one thing Dude, I to learn I, this year about cooking is how to properly chop an onion. I fucking hate I it. Know, I know how to do it. I did. I just did it today. I watched. I went online and I went to YouTube and I said, Gordon Ramsay, how to chop an onion. And it's the perfect fucking way to chop, a, to dice a per- And I tried it today because I made some chicken for myself for the week. And it was like, oh, my God. That's like so him. fucking cool. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just like, that's so fucking cool. Eric Wilson, you know, Eric, Eric yeah. Wilson was like, we're talking about this shit. And he goes, you know how to hold a knife properly. I said, what do you mean? He said, you take it and you take the two finger thumb and your forefinger and you put it on the base of the knife yeah. right before it hits the blade. And I went, really? And I started doing that. And I went, Oh my God, that's just, so yeah. this is the kind of shit that I want to learn. It's not about me making like fucking, you know, crazy five star yeah yeah, yeah. it's about and so just between you and me one of the things that told my my mom and dad and my sister's in on it that's most yeah how do you like because it's technique timing of things and timing and technique that provides flavors but one of the things yeah i i told my i got two more months and i'm in i'm in wichita i said every week i'm going to make them dinner but i'm not going to tell them what it is and it's going to be all of it's going to be an experiment I'm going to cook things that I have never cooked before with stuff that I've never cooked with before. Mm-hmm. So that, and, and it's going to be an appetizer. It's going to be an entree. It's going to be dessert. I've never done desserts. I have to learn if I'm going to, if I'm actually going to cook, I got to learn how to do desserts. Yeah. So uh, next week, just so you know, next week I'm doing uh, crab stuffed mushroom caps. Love that. Port, port, portobello mushroom caps, big ones. I'm doing uh, Cajun shrimp tacos, oh, and I even I'm getting hard. And I even bought, I even bought on Amazon. I even bought on Amazon. They have this stainless steel, these two stainless steel things where it's like you can put the taco shells in them, like the soft tortillas in them, and they're just shaped like yeah. a taco. And you can put them in the oven. I love that. And yeah. then I'm making a thing called, of all things, rhubarb fool with strawberries. That is the no dessert. That could be. Okay. Well, it's, you know, and so I, it's not, I got to learn how to do pastry. I got to learn how to do pasta, but it's sort of like, this is a whole new world of shit that I'm excited to learn. And I, and that's the thing is I'm genuinely fucking excited to learn this shit. So, uh, I'm, that is, if there's a goal that I have for 2024, mm. I want to just, I just want to be the best cook that I can be so that I can be yeah. so that when I really my goal, if you want to know what my goal is, I want to get so much better at cooking that when I come to Kansas next Christmas, I'm making them fucking fucking five-star Michelin that meals they that, that, that yeah. they fucking fall over. Well, already my mom and my, my mom and my sister have already said, we're not going back. We're not cooking anything. We're not going back. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. Because they, yeah, because they like they like my yeah. cooking, and I love doing it for them. So it's like this is such a neat thing. So yeah, that's that's one of my goals for 2024. I would like to, along. I I used to really like cooking, and then I I stopped because Katie. When I met Katie, she's 
such a good cook. She's a good cook. She's very and good she cook, likes yeah. doing it. So she also likes when I cook for her, and I just I didn't do it enough because it was you know life got busy and whatever else, and she just kind of was always like she, she just did I'll it. cook it this, yeah, just yeah, there. and she's yeah. so good at it. Um, and she taught me a lot of things. So I think what I'd like to do is take what Katie has taught me. And I want to cook more. I just, I want to get, but I've got my grill. Like I want to get, but I used to be really good at grilling. Cause I, when I lived in Las Vegas, I had David, a grill and I, you yeah. know what the litter day, you know what the litter day business model is going to be for me. This is what I want to do when I get my culinary selling certificate. food now. Well, we're going to do, we're going to do events where you pay 70, $80 to see this fucking event. What it's spoken word, whatever the fuck we decide to do. Jesus. But you're paying the $70, $80 because after the event, you're getting a five-course meal with the cast. Second thing I need idea. to do. I don't think that's going to work. I know it's going to work. I've ever run the numbers. It's totally going to work. The numbers. I, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dude, let's, who's let's the, fucking do it. Let's fucking yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, David, Fine. David, 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 you work in events, but who got you the events shop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know how to do events. I know how to do events. Events are my fucking jam. I got this covered. No, the I, second thing, the second thing that I want to say, and here's the other thing I want to do is I want to do private catering for like really rich people. Oh yeah. And every time and every time I do every time I do a catering for a rich person, that money, some of that money goes to pay for catering for a private dinner party for a family that could never afford anything like it. I love that no, idea. That's, that's actually that just reminded me of something. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I didn't put yeah. it into my, you know, thinking about tonight's conversation. Um, you know, I'm I was in, I was in, I was on the Gilded Club Associate Board. You Gilded said this Club last year for or last last week. Yeah, yeah. This is what we're gonna do, David. We're gonna feed people. That's our that's that's our literate ape charity. We're gonna fucking feed people. Yeah, I, I love this. The homelessness, the 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 hunger. We can't do anything. The thing is, we can't do anything about homelessness. But you know what we can do? And this is the thing I learned from my mom in food banks in Marion, Kansas, and Wichita. Yeah. Here's the thing that I want to do. It's like, okay, homeless people deserve to be served as well. It doesn't always have to be a goddamn soup kitchen. It can right. be you sit down and I'm going to fucking serve you your food and I'm going to tell you what's in it and I want you to feel special. This is not hard. This is not difficult. It takes time and time is all I got. So I love the idea of as we're littered ape is littered ape, but I love the idea of taking the money from the rich that we serve high-end food and then go and serve the same high-end food to people who could never afford it. I love and that. And serve you know them. And if, I and love if it. Give them, if we can give them a dinner and a dinner and a show and we, we do it. Then we win. Bring them, they write. And you know what? If we can sell some books to the homeless, let's fucking do that too. Sack of the news. In another state swipes left on Donald Trump, Secretary of State finds Trump ineligible for Maine's primary ballot. 
You know, I'm a little concerned. There are two things that I have with this. Number one, I think it's hysterical that Republicans and specifically Donald Trump, but mostly Republicans, anytime the states do something that 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 goes against progressive ideals, they say we're a republic, not a democracy. Yeah. But as soon as the states actually do something that's democratic, they go, this is not democratic. So fuck off. But the second thing is, I have to say, as much as I love the idea of Trump being banned from the ballot, it does seem really undemocratic. And it also well, seems it's, like it's, it's all in the Fourteenth Amendment, which well, he hasn't it, he's really been charged with. He has not been he's not been convicted of. And that's my point. And, and yeah. that is exactly so, that is exactly my point. Premature. My point. Do is, I love it? Yes, but is it premature? I love it. I love it, but I don't love it. I love it, but I don't love it because every time this is the thing, David. Every time the Democrats do something to fuck the Republicans over, the Republicans turn around and do it better to us. Every, Better. Every single, single time. Yep. time. So yep. I'm afraid of this move because wait until they start getting our our next big candidate, uh, our next big candidate, and they're going to get him. Oh well, he was a whatever. He did a thing. So we're going to remove him she, from the ballot. Or maybe it's a she, and or maybe it's a they. And they they did this, Ooh, and yeah. we're going to remove him from the ballot because they did this. I really think this is a bad precedent, but that's just me. I, I love it, but I think it's going to bite us in the ass. In Fox News delivers correct journalism again, Florida family uses Apple AirTags <laughs> to locate stolen luggage from a North Carolina airport to suspect's home. You know, I kind of like the AirTag thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, I don't even know how to feel about that. I mean, if somebody stole my luggage and I have an air luggage and I had an air tag, I probably wouldn't call the police. I'd just go there with a fucking baseball bat and beat the shit out of them. But okay, well, here's what attracted me to that headline: is yeah, I, yeah. Tell me. I, I have I have four air tags. Okay, I bought them before we went to Israel in case we lost our luggage. We had connecting flights and we're going overseas. Those, I mean, well, because of those dirty and, Palestinians, I know. <laughs> the look on your face was so good it was worth it it's not the palestinians that are dirty it's the hamas assholes living in the tunnel anyway no they're pretty dirty because they because israel turned Stop. off all the fucking water israel oh, turned off the shit, water man. they're fucking starving and they stink come on oh god Fuck. i love what you said earlier like that we don't know what's going to happen with israel in 2024 no we know what's going to happen they're going to keep fighting everyone's going to fucking die what is it? Twenty thousand children are already twenty thousand. Yeah, no, not children, but people. But yes, so I'm sure no, there are a lot that were children. I read twenty thousand civilians. That's what I read. Okay, maybe that's. But there's an exorbitant amount of, and I know that that's like that's the the headline that bubbles up is the children are dead. It's their like, fucking war. It's not my war. Dead children. Anyway, it's their war. It's not my war. Anyway, um. The fu- what were we talking about? Uh, oh, the air tags. The air tags. So when we missed our connecting flight coming back from Israel and Canada, like air tags are super fucking useful. Yeah, they're amazing. Highly recommended. But here's the reason that I was attracted to the story is like, oh, so Apple air tags did what they're supposed to do. It told you where your luggage was. Good job, Fox. They're just well, selling Apple products. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're just selling Apple products, whatever. 
In conservative white woman downplays slavery, shocking. <laughs> yeah, I know what this is. Haley, Haley, what Nikki a dumbass! Haley doesn't cite slavery as cause of the Civil War after question the campaign stop. Well, you know, and, and the thing mind, is, she was the governor of the state. That was the uh, I understand. State to secede from I understand. The All right, this is the thing. The <laughs> thing is, 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 is I've had, I've had conversations. Credible conversations, not with nutbags, not with like morons, <laughs> who will who will argue that the Civil War was basically an economic argument, and that is true. It is true. However, because if we lose our slaves, we won't make the money. That's exact, and that's what I always come back to: is okay. <laughs> so I understand stupid. the argument that it's an economic argument, but it really boils down to <laughs> is if if we don't have our slaves, our economy is going to die. So yeah, it's really about slavery. No matter how you slice it, it's about slavery. That was yeah. it was always about slavery, um, and. <laughs> Yeah, there are economic concerns about it. If I had free labor, it would be an economic concern if you were going to take away my free labor. So, yeah, yeah. No, Nikki, Nikki, and she backtracked and apologized. She's fucking moron. Of course moron. she did. She also said she'd uh, pardon Trump if he was convicted if she was president. It's like, fuck uh, off. All right. Yeah. In Shame to Lauren Boebert, because I wouldn't fuck Nikki, Nikki Haley, but I would fuck Lauren Boebert like – Seriously, in the back of a fucking pickup truck with a hay bale. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> all right. In You Can't Sit Here, <coughs> a, AMC Theaters apologizes for kicking out a civil rights leader for using his own chair. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh through that, but... <laughs> Okay, so wait a minute. A civil rights leader. Okay, let's just let's back it up. Who gives a fuck if it's is it a woman or a man? Again, it I'm doesn't matter. You just I want to let you react to it, and I will provide. Okay, here, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. say. It doesn't make any difference if it's a civil rights leader or if it's some rando fucking Walmart lady. If you sure. bring your own goddamn chair in a theater, they're probably going to say, you can't bring your own fucking chair in here unless it's a wheelchair. Now, if it's a wheelchair, then the AMC should stuff it up their ass. If it's a fucking lawn chair, then, you know, go fuck yourself. You don't need to see the movie. If you can't see the movies in the chairs they provide, then watch it on goddamn TV because, you know what? It's all streaming. <laughs> I love the idea of, I'm thinking of bringing your own lawn chair. Like I'm thinking of like the low like folding chairs my parents. That's exactly to the to the Fourth of July fireworks at, at Park. Well, when, the, the thing is, when you when field. you explained it, that yeah. was what my mind yeah. went to, and then I went, well, maybe Fair it was enough. a wheelchair. And if it was a wheelchair, they probably would have said wheelchair. But no, go ahead. Civil rights leader Bishop William J. Barber II and N A N N W A C P North Carolina are calling on AMC theaters to improve accessibility for patients with disabilities after an incident this week. Barber, who suffers from angli... ankylosing spindly... Jesus. Spond... Spondla... So he suffers it's from a, a thing. What's the thing? It's a type of arthritis that causes inflammation in the joints and ligaments of the spine. Was escorted out of AMC uh, for bringing his own chair to watch the showing of The Color Purple. With his ninety-year-old mother in the accessible in the accessible section, quote: "The movie was supposed to be a gift to my mother." Barbara said at a press conference Friday. What happened was, he's got this issue where like it's it stiffens him up. He can't 
quite sit. He can't sit in low chairs. Wheelchairs do not work for him because they're too low. I don't know what this chair was exactly. So it sounds to me like, hey guys, you need to be a little more flexible on the accessibility stuff. Uh, and and what and what it sounds to me like is, you know what, motherfucker, call ahead. All you have to do is call fucking AMC, the theater you're going to, and say, listen, I've got this crazy disease that David Himmel can't pronounce, and I need to have my own chair. Could you accommodate me for that? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if he had called ahead and said, I'm bringing my own chair because I have this fucked up disease Himmel can't pronounce, they would say, all right, fine, yes, we will accommodate you. But if you just show up with your own fucking chair and expect them to just know, it's sort of like the pronoun thing. If I look at you and you look like a dude and I say, sir, and you get pissed off, go fuck yourself. Because if I can't, if you don't let me know, I cannot, I cannot accommodate you. All he had to do. Captain Civil Rights is fucking call ahead. That's it. That's my response. In her heart may not go on. Celine Dion's sister says the singer has no control of her muscles amid battle with stiff person syndrome. Stiff person syndrome? The fuck is that? You can pronounce that. You can sure pronounce that shit. <laughs> Celine Dion's sister shared that the singer has lost control of her muscles special and battle with special, person syndrome. Special chair syndrome for the other guy. Okay, keep going. So, apparently she's got... I, I've never heard it. I, there's got to be another name for it. But there's gotta, well, I'm sure there is. Stiff, that's just Celine, the worst... That is the worst name of a disease I've ever heard. Her sister, so. quote, her sister said, quote, that that Celine is working hard to battle through her disorder, but she doesn't have control of her muscles. There's no doubt that in our dreams and hers, the idea is to come back to the stage. In which in, in which state? I don't know. The vocal cords are muscles, and the heart is also a muscle. You know, it reminds me. My mom, my mom uh, and dad uh, went to Branson, Missouri, decades ago, um, and they told a story about seeing Andy Williams. You, you remember Andy Williams? Have you ever... Do you, do you I remember Andy Williams. Don, who are you talking to? All right, you don't. Okay. Anyway, he was a singer of back in the day. Of course I fucking know okay. Andy Williams. All right. The well, Andy Williams... Carol fucking... Okay. Jason. All right. Come on. All right, there you go. So we're he on the same the page. Andy right. Williams show. So, he was, so they... So, yeah, okay. So they so they go to, they go to Branson I'm, and, I'm, and it's... I'm offended by that. I don't know who Andy Williams is. Fuck you. Yeah, all right. Fuck all right. you. Wow, that was a, that was an extreme reaction to the Andy Williams God. thing. Wow, I'm that's done. intense. Literally All right, we're done. Dead. No I more. We're done. No more. No more creativity. Anyway, they go to Williams, see Andy. They go to see fucker. Andy Williams, and Andy Williams is so fucking old. He's so fucking old. <laughs> Seriously, and then my mom yeah, loves to tell this story. He's so fucking old that they literally. I mean, it's well, it's not just like a handcart. It's not like a dolly. It basically is a dolly, and they fucking dolly him out. He sings one song and they dolly him off and they paid like 50 bucks to see 
This one ancient guy. Guess what, what Celine? Hang it up. The most hang it up. Of the year. He couldn't even. Yeah, all I'm that. saying is, yeah. Celine, I feel bad that you have stiff arm disease, but hang it up. You made your money. <laughs> Calm down. Don, it's not stiff arm disease, you fucking asshole. It's stiff person <laughs> syndrome. Well, there you go. Okay. Let me just I know that like this is not the game. We do this a lot. Like the game of Rorschach of the news is like let the one person react and leave it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And we're but terrible. We, at this, always but do. I just gotta say, we really are terrible, but that's okay. I got I got issues with Celine. First of all, her great love story with her husband, you know, God rest his soul or Satan, whoever. He picked her up when she was 14. He was like 36 or some shit. It was he was not pedophilia. have you seen him? He was not Sparatu. He was yeah. ancient and sucked her blood. That's why she has stiff dick disease because she because, because she put all a, her blood been sucked heart, and now he lost all, all of her. Power. Yeah, all of her because blood has been yeah, sucked yeah. out of her tiny little skinny emaciated anorexic body. I was living and I was living in Las Vegas and working radio at the time. Where, dude, where she dude, hold on. Seizures. I just I just thought of something. When she gets over her stiff leg disease, I really want to have I want to have a double bill of Celine Dion and Lizzo. Holy shit, that's a before and after. Let's Ooh, go. There you go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, I want to get over my stiff dick disease. <laughs> yeah, anybody that's why I got that. With, anybody anybody want to help me with that? All right. Lizzo uh, will totally help you with that by no, making you go to a party I, and then dude, you, yeah. Yeah, whatever. So Celine, this is 2000. Th- <laughs> when did we invade Iraq? Was it 2002? Through 2003. We invaded Iraq in 2003. Yeah, 2001 was 9 11. We invaded we Iraq through years whole later. Year without invading Iraq? Jesus. No, we just bitched it and, and, and we're told to go yeah. spend money. Go shopping. That'll fight All the right, terrorists. So go shopping. 2003. So we invade Iraq. Shock and awe. The whole thing happens. Celine opens up in Caesars like the same yeah. week. I was working on radio. I got, you know, the press, the press tickets. You were there. The, the soft opening. And it was a great show. I was expecting, it was a Celine Dion and Cirque du Soleil. And I was expe- expecting a Cirque du Soleil show with like Celine Dion providing music to it. No, but it she was, was stiff. So she was actually no, the no, plank no. that they walked on. Oh, good. No. What it was, was Celine Dion's, a Celine Dion concert with like an acrobat doing the thing. Not at all yeah. what I expected. Still a great show, but not what I was expecting. So disappointing. That's fine. Just not what I expected. Okay, fine. Here's the thing. It was like two days after we invaded Iraq. Yeah. And she stops the show. Like, people are feeling shit. Even I'm into it. And I'm like, yeah, fucking Celine Dion sh- concert. Great. Cool. My heart will go on. Blech. She stops the show. And she goes, I just want to talk about... The bombing in Iraq, it's so good. And she brought the fucking house down. Oh, I'm sure and not she the did. way like, oh man, I brought the fucking house down. No, mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh yeah, We're yeah, this is not why I came to this. Nine eleven and it's well, you know what it is. It's sort, it's sort of like it's sort of like the moment when America Ferrara does that whole big uh, feminist speech at the end of Barbie, which is supposed to be a really fun movie, and then just what a downer. No, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm just joking. By the way, you know what Celine Dion with her tongue stuck out looks like? 
No. A zipper. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> but, a, but a Canadian zipper, so it zippers faster and cheaper? <laughs> with tiny with tiny little tits. Keep going. It zippers so politely. Thank you. Instead of zip, it goes thick. All right. I, Thank you, eh? We will we will workshop those jokes. Uh, okay. And those jokes, those workshop jokes will be in show notes. In. In Don Hall steps don't mean shit if he ain't racing. Road races. <laughs> road races come roaring back in 2023. And things are looking pretty busy in 2024. So what's a road races? What I don't know what Marath- that means. This is out of Runner's World. This is the magazine oh, Runner's yeah. World. Okay, yeah. People signing up for, for marathons, half marathons, triathlons, ultra marathons, the whole thing. Now, the thing is, uh, if, uh, I, I don't run marathons. Fuck you and suck my dick. And what I'm going to do, and I, Joe and I did this one year, and you and I are going to do it uh, next year, just so you know. And you're going to do it. You don't have a fucking okay. choice because I'm not going to give you one. I mean, that's how you ever heard of the tattoo. So, okay, go yeah. on. Ha, ha, have you ever heard of the Have you ever heard of the tough mutter? Yeah, I've done tough mutter. Have you done tough mutter? Yeah. You did it, really? Yeah. Okay, Joe and I did it, and I'm gonna do it again because I loved it. It was stupid. Great. Let's do it again. I'll kick your fucking ass. All right, ass. cool. Well, no, I'm sure you will. You, you run. I don't run. But no, if there was like a lift, you make steps. But if what there steps at time. But if but but if there was a lifting competition, I would lift you and five people next to you. You fucking okay. Anyway, I would. All kidding aside, I would like to challenge I'll, that because the lifting I do with my children, dude, they weigh seven pounds, bra. It's like picking up a fucking dog. Calm down. Calm okay. down with yourself. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll test this. Your All arm, right. your your one arm. You have to put both of your arms together to match the one of mine. So stop it. You have to put both of your arms together to match one of my dicks. And now an extraneous quote of the week to ponder as you consider life most pressing choices. My quote of the week is to prepare. It's going to be my mantra for 2024. This is why I like this quote of the week. It is Albert Einstein, not Albert Brooks, who was actually Albert Einstein, but the actual Albert Einstein. Albert Brooks' real name was Albert Einstein. Huh. Albert Brooks was named Albert Einstein, and he changed it to Albert Brooks because obviously. Did his parents... No. Yes, they did that. Oh, no, they did that on purpose. They did it on purpose. Yeah. That's you didn't watch. You didn't watch Defending My Life. I have. Yeah, you're going to watch it. You love it. Anyway, this is horrible. It's pretty funny. Um, They were a funny family. Anyway, this is the real Albert Einstein. And his quote is strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. Mm. 
it changes the scale of things, doesn't it? It certainly does. Well, that's the thing is one of the things I've, I've, and I've told this story before. I remember one, one years ago in Chicago and some woman was commenting. She was saying to me what she was trying to say. What she said to me was, you're just so youthful. And I misunderstood her. And I thought she said useful. useful. And when she explained that she meant useful, I was disappointed because I like useful so much more. And so what I'm going to strive in this coming year is not to be a success. I don't care about that. That metric is different for everybody, but I would rather to be of value. Thank you, Albert Einstein. I would like to be of value to myself, to my friends and to others. And that I think is a, it's not a resolution, it's a goal. And that's a goal I will, uh, that's my billboard. That's my, my, uh, what is it? Burma shave. That's my Burma shave billboard as I drive by that I see okay. every five miles. That's it. I, I, I love it. I got, I, I, I can add nothing. It's a good one. I'm happy with it. Yeah. There are six things you should do this week. My first thing this week is a watch. It's on Netflix. Sorry, Don, if this is one of yours, but, you know, I go first. So it's Ricky Gervais's Armageddon. Ricky Gervais has a new stand-up special, Armageddon. I I don't think it, it is not his best stand-up by far. No, it's the last one was probably man his yelling best. at clouds. But what is great about it is that Ricky Gervais is a – his brain is genius, and – what I like about what he's doing now in his older age, I don't know if he knows this. I don't know if he realizes this, but I like that he's kind of explaining like what is funny and what is not and why things are funny, why things shouldn't be funny. Like it's just, it's. Yeah. No. And the thing is, I'm, I'm absolutely sure he's smart enough to know exactly what he's doing. And it was not one of my three things. My first thing is a watch. It is also on Netflix. Maestro. It is uh, Bradley Cooper's film about uh, Leonard Bernstein, uh, sort of a slice of life of Bernstein. It was not his entire life story. It's a, you know, but what I think is as good as Bradley Cooper is as an actor, he is a better director. Mm. And the fucking thing he did that shows what a great director he is, is he cast Carrie Mulligan as Bernstein's wife. She is a fucking revelation. And while I think May, December is the best movie, one of the best movies of the year, Carrie Mulligan for every fucking moment in this movie deserves every accolade she can get. If she doesn't get the Oscar, this performance, I will be shocked. She is extraordinary. And if you follow again, if you're not, a, I, I wondered about this when I was watching, cause I was a big Leonard Bernstein fan. Because I went to music college, you know, I mean, uh, Leonard Bernstein was a big fucking deal. So I studied a lot of classical music and that kind of stuff. And so Leonard Bernstein's a big deal, but I really love this movie. And I think it's one of the best of the year. So I recommend Maestro on Netflix. I've got another watch and you're going to have to, you're going to have to search for it because it's leaving Netflix as of yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. 
But right. I somehow missed this entirely. And it is a fucking stacked cast. Okay. Copland. Yes. Have you never seen Copland? No. It's Stallone. It's fucking De Niro. It's fucking. I was fucking around uh, on Netflix the other night. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It's always. Oh, it's done. It's, it's here's everybody. the thing. Now, here, here, it's here's like, the thing no, that makes me sad. Yeah, I know. It's 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 uh, 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 uh Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta's Ray in it. Here's oh the thing. God. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing that makes me sad about Copland because I've watched enough Stallone documentaries to know this is that 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 it was considered not a very successful movie, but I consider right. it one of his one of Stallone's yeah. best performances. I think it's a great movie. I think it's a phenomenal movie. I've always thought because you, you can't you can't name a Stallone movie I haven't seen, uh, except for perhaps the Italian Stallion, which was the porn that he got the name from. But uh, <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see that. that. The night is young. No, I agree. With, I I agree with the Copland is a, a solid pick. My second thing is a watch, and this is a charming thing. And and for someone whose romantic tendencies have beaten have been beaten down to death, whose whose every possibility of romance has been burned, stuffed up the ass of a goat, and sent over a fucking cliff on Apple Plus. Jesse Buckley. Fingerprints. It's okay. Genuinely, well, the thing I loved about this movie is it's, it takes place in a world where uh, they have this technology that says that love, that you, your love, being, when you're in love, it, it starts in your in your fingernails. They pull the fingernails out of two people think they're in love. They test the fingernails, and if they're compatible, they get 100%, and then they are a perfect couple. This is about Jesse Buckley, who was in Women Talking, and uh, I'm thinking of ending things. I think she's brilliant. Totally want to date her. Not gonna. Um, but uh, I just love her. I just think she's so fucking amazing. But um, it's basically where she is with a perfect match, but then meets someone, and it is an entire movie of watching two people so desperately in love with each other that they can't say it. It's mm. just, I loved it. It's just so charming and so lovely. And I loved it. It's called Fingerprints. It's on Apple Plus. That's right. My third thing this week. Uh, it's a read. It's in, a, what is that magazine? It's a, It's been around for a long time. The Pacific? It, is it the Pacific? It's the Pacific. It rhymes with the Pacific. It's the Pacific. No, it's 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 the it's the it's the it's the, the Mediterranean. It's the Dead okay. Sea. <laughs> yeah. What this is by Laura Kelly in the Atlantic. What Gen Z uh, is finding at the library. This is a good article. Yeah. Kids, kids want to read fucking paper books, man. Papers coming back, y'all. Fuck your trees. Fuck the Lorax. It's so funny because my other my third thing was going to be an article in the in in the Atlantic about how. Smartphones are making kids dumber, but that's not what I chose. Uh, I changed it at the last minute. Um, but that is a very good article. I highly recommend it. But I think you're going to like my third thing the best of all of our six things. Go. How old, are you, how old were you in 78? You were dead. You weren't even existing. <laughs> I was, for part of it, I was, uh, well, for most of it, no, 
I wasn't alive. I was barely okay. an embryo. All right. Here's the thing. And, and I and I, I feel stupid, and I'm going to say it anyway. Sort of like somebody said, yeah, I saw Pearl Jam when they were just a bar band. You know, I get it. That, 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 that That's an annoying thing. But in 1978, I loved Star Wars so fucking much that I – and my mom – Confirmed it for me the other day. Yes, I did watch the Star Wars holiday special, which you uh, cannot find anywhere. You cannot find There is a document. Anywhere. I remember it. Anywhere. It does not exist. I, I, I saw it live. Um, and at the time, I thought it was amazing. But, you know, the, here's the thing. There is a, a documentary Same, made yeah. on Amazon called A Disturbed Force, and it is a documentary about the making of the holiday special, the, the Star Wars holiday special. It, and I mean, it has got Patton Oswalt and Kevin Smith and all the people that were involved in the early Star Wars and excerpts from the people that actually wrote it and Bruce Valance. This is a fucking great documentary about a really called? unique, it's called A Disturbance in the Force. It is on Amazon. Oh. It is fucking, it's a hoot. It's a real hoot, and it, Where can it's I a watch this. Let's see on Amazon and Amazon. I just Amazon. Okay, Good. yeah. I, I mean, you have to rent it. I rented it, but it was like I had to watch it, and it was oh just, it was just a, a mountain of laughs and uh, a real joy, and it really. One of the things, and I, I don't know if you've ever, we we did a show WNP that was the Vladimir Dracula variety special uh, show. And it was really uh, taking Ron Kuzaba, who did this this incredible Dracula that uh, we did with a show called Renfield, which was a series, was a, a dr- you know drama. And I thought his Dracula was so fucking funny that I created a 1970s talk show complete with Ruth Buzzy and Johnny Cash. <laughs> um, and it was that was what, I love nothing more than bad 70s fucking variety shows. And I not love only the explanation of this on IMDb in 1978, filmmaker George Lucas is persuaded to turn over Star Wars to the world of the 70s variety hour. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, this is a great documentary. It, it, what I loved about it was not only does it talk about Star Wars, not only did it talk about the phenomena of Star Wars. I love one guy. One guy's talking about how he loved the period. His favorite period of Star Wars was after the initial Star Wars, and it became this mega hit. And nobody knew why, and nobody knew what it was before Empire Strikes Back. So there's no legacy coming, right? And a year it's later, the they were like, it's all "Yeah, the cash grab. it's all it's all the toys." And yeah. and 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 they do this fucking this fucking variety show that has a 15 minute sitcom of the Wookiee family. Where no, uh, where no English is spoken and no subtitles are no put subtitles. up. It's no literally, wah, wah, wah. I think this is the greatest fucking documentary I've ever seen in my life. And I can't, if you've never, because there are people that are Star Wars fans that never even heard of this thing. And I, and I, it's okay. It's Lucas wanted to burn all the negatives. He hated this thing. Um, I, I love this documentary, and I can't recommend it enough. If you're a yeah. Star Wars fan, even in the slightest bit, go on the Amazon, spend the four bucks. A disturbance in the forest will make your fucking night. It's just the best thing I ever saw. 
All right. There you go. Happy New Year, David Hemmel. I hope 2024 is better for you uh, than 2023. I certainly anticipate that 2024 will be far better for me than, and, and that the 2023 was bad. 2022 was a shit show. 2023 was the, I'm hiding. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm like uh, Billy the Kid hiding in a fucking barn for a year. And now uh, I'm coming back out and I've, I've all my gunshot wounds have, are healed up. I have up. found that the odd years are the harder ones for me. The even years are better. So, you know, Ooh. here's to it either way. You can listen to the Literate Ape cast on literateape.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you go to get that delicious podcast experience. If you enjoy the dulcet sounds of two white guys babbling about whatever comes into their stunted brains, leave us a review anywhere that, you know, re- reviews are left. And share it with someone whom which you have a dubious relationship. For information about Literate Ape, Go to literateape.com, of course, and check out the rest of our podcasts and our years of scribbling. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>